Hey, this is Bradley Chubb, and you're listening to The Snap. Hey, this is Corlin Sutton. Hey, this is Tim Patrick. And you're listening to The Snap, Snap. with Sidney Jones on Broncos Podcast Network. Yeah! What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of The Snap. As always, I'm your host, Sidney Jones, and it's week 10 of the regular season here, and the Denver Broncos are back from their bye week and are set to face the Tennessee Titans in Nashville on Sunday. So joining me for this week's episode of The Snap to take a look at this matchup is Tennessee Titans team reporter Amy Wells. Amy, so nice to see you again. Thanks so much for joining me today. Of course, it's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Week 10 already. How's the season been going over there in Nashville for you? You know, it's been great. It's been um, an exciting season for the Titans being five and three is kind of where everybody, when you look at the schedule, you kind of say like, yes, no, yes, no. You know, like everybody does in May before it starts five and three kind of feels like where a lot of us who play that game expected it to be. Um, So it it feels good for the Titans to be sitting in a place where three and oh in the division, that was a big thing for the Titans to be able to accomplish before Halloween even. Um, And now it's just trying to get on top of some injuries. It's no secret. This team has been hit by the injury bug yet again. And uh, just trying to get as many people healthy as we can and continue to put some wins together. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys are coming off that tough loss in overtime versus the Chiefs on Sunday. Us Broncos fans know how tough it is to play there in Arrowhead. But I mean, you mentioned it. Y'all have been so dominant this season. You guys went on that five game win streak prior to that. Kind of what's been the energy over there in the building the past few weeks in the season? You know, it's been exciting. Um, There's a lot of bend but don't break in this team. So, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects of this team, whether it be on the defensive side of the ball, whether it be on the offensive side of the ball, whether it be with the quarterback, where adjustments have needed to be made, even if that's not exactly what everyone was originally expecting. So there's been a lot of that, a lot of that mentality where it's just, here's what we've got, here's what we're going to do to get the job done. And then they do. Um, I think that that really goes a long way with this team working with Mike Vrabel. It reinforces everything that he coaches. And I mean, Vrabel was the head, the coach of the year in 2021. So now here in 2022, we're just seeing more of the same. He is an incredible coach, an incredible teacher, and he and his staff do a great job of finding ways to get the win, no matter what circumstances they're presented with. So that has kind of been the mentality around here. Um, We're just going to continue forward is kind of everybody's thought. And so, yes, winning five in a row was really great. It was a really exciting time for this team, but they didn't spend a lot of time dwelling in that, right? They really turned the page very quickly, no matter the circumstances and moved on to the next game. Um, So the Kansas city game is another one where it was an exhausting game, both mentally and physically. I mean, it was a late game. It was a road game. It was an overtime game. And it was a disappointing game because of the way the Titans played for three and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, it was it was a hard loss. So this team being so experienced in turning the page so quickly, moving on to the next one, um, hopefully is going to serve them very well this week. Yeah. Well, looking at this matchup this weekend, first things first, Amy, what's the latest on Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill? I know he was back at practice on Thursday, but not sure about Friday. You know, we uh, the injury report hasn't come out just yet, but he's doing more, you know, and that's been kind of the uh, the plan all along is just to get him out on the field and do more. So what that means for the long term, we don't know. Mike Vrabel hasn't said, um, 
But what it does mean is that he's continuing to progress just like we hope to see. So is he on the field on Sunday? We don't know. Is he doing more every single day? Yes, absolutely. What will it mean, Amy, for this offense? You know, not knowing if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, what will it mean if it is either one of those guys? You know, uh, this offense does a really good job of making those adjustments. And there are so many other pieces that are going to be consistent that are going to be out there. You know, the uh, offensive line has started to find some cohesion and some stability, which is something they've been looking for for a long time. The tight ends are starting to get more involved in the overall offensive plan and starting to see them be used more as pass catchers and doing those types of things as opposed to just blocking. Um, So, Obviously, Derrick Henry is still going to be there. He's a pretty big part of this Titans offense, and he is still going to be there and involved. So while, yes, you want to have Ryan Tannehill out there as a starter, Malik has shown that he is able to be very competent when it comes to running this offense, managing a game, making sure his guys are motivated, and keeping the trains running on the track. So I think that no matter who is there, this offense has a plan. Todd Downing has done a great job of calling plays that play to either guy's skill sets and really making sure that the offense as a whole is able to be incredibly successful. So no matter who's back there, this offense will be ready to play. I mean, you mentioned Derrick Henry. We've seen how dominant he is week in and week out. I know he's coming off his fifth consecutive 100-yard rushing game. Does it surprise you guys, you know, that he just continues? I mean, the opposing defense knows what's coming and he's still able to find success week in and week out. It's uh, it's kind of a an amazing thing to get to see every week. And we have this conversation just amongst ourselves all the time that we are actually witnessing history happening. There will never be another player like Derrick Henry Um, watching him break some of the records that he's broken has been very fun watching him continue to be in these elite conversations with guys like Eddie George. And I I mean, he's, he is talked about in the upper echelon of players and he is still playing. Like he's still an active player. Prime, Right. Exactly. So he's such a fun guy to be around and be a part of, but it's not lost on us how incredible it is what he's able to do. Um, and so it's fun to be able to see what's he going to do next? How is how is he going to be used this week? Because our coaches are incredibly aware of making sure that they're continuing to use him in the best way possible. And they're continuing to find new wrinkles and new things that defenses won't expect because they do know exactly what you, they're getting in Derrick Henry. Um, watching him take care of his body has been something that I've learned a lot about just in the way that he works and the way that he prepares and the way that he is constantly in motion during practice, he's always doing something, even if it's not necessarily running with the ones all the time, or, you know, he's not necessarily in on a certain play call or something like that. He's always in motion. He's always doing something. And the way that he is intentional about the things that he does and the skills that he's working on or the parts of his body that he's either working on or trying to protect. Very interesting. And it's something that I think he is a little ahead of his time in that, um, just for how young he is still within the game. It's it's really cool to have the opportunity to be so close to a player like that um, and have him be part of this team in such a big way. I'm excited to see what he's going to keep doing because the sky's the limit for him, really. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he continues to do in this career, in his career. Not excited for Sunday in that regard, but yeah, he's a, a really fun player to watch. 
Well, Amy, looking at this Titans defense, you know, they've been playing at a really high level too. I feel like they're flying a little bit under the radar. You know, they're a really physical unit. I know, like you mentioned, you guys are dealing with some injuries here and there, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree, Monty Hooker, you know, they missed practice on Thursday, I believe. Does this worry you at all for Sunday? Where are they at? You know, I mean, you hate to see guys beat up and especially a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, who has been such a big part of this Titans defense. He's he's really the heart and soul of this defense in a lot of different ways. Um, but as a unit, especially on that line, they are coming off of a game where they played, including penalties. They played around 100 snaps. Gosh, yeah. And that's a uh, that's a massive load, especially when you're going up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. That is so um masterful in what they do offensively so I mean it's to be expected that they would be a little a little dinged up and there's probably a couple more of them on the injury report um but in the event that some guys aren't able to go no matter who they are um one of the things about a Tennessee Titans roster that you can always count on is that there are other guys who are able to step up and contribute in a really big way so we've seen guys like Demarcus Walker really come on the scene this year and no one's really talking about him um yeah, exactly. And he's a guy that um, he's really shown up for this team and has been incredibly consistent and is able to fill in some of those gaps when a guy needs to take a couple beats off, you know, because he might be dinged up or something like that. He's a guy that has continued to make an impression on this team and within this coaching staff. And so he's starting to get more reps and he's becoming a bigger part of the Titans defense. So there's always guys like that waiting in the wings for an opportunity. So production doesn't typically drop off, but there's no replacing a guy like a Jeffrey Simmons or, you know, a Danico Autry or a Bud Dupree. I mean, those are guys who have worked so hard and everybody knows their name. And for good reason, right. they're dominant guys out there. Well, I mean, just overall looking at that, that defensive unit, what threat do they really pose on Sunday for, you know, this Broncos offense that's still really looking to find their groove and really find some consistency? The thing that they do so well, and again, I'm going to talk about that front defensive line there, yeah. is that they are they are so masterful at getting to the quarterback. I mean, that is just what they do is they are do a great job of getting around that edge and they're able to get back there and really get after them. And that's something that gives opposing quarterbacks a lot of headaches. So that's something to be aware of. But then also the Titans secondary. Um, we're hopefully going to be getting some guys back in Elijah Molden, we hope. Um, and that secondary continues to be a huge group. Roger McCrary is a guy who has really come on the scene in his rookie year and has shown that the NFL stage isn't too big for him. And, um, he got his first interception last week, but he's been an incredibly productive guy for weeks and weeks. And so we're excited that we're introducing him to the NFL a little yeah. bit more and people are starting to notice our guy, but, um, Kevin Byard is still back there. He's a pro bowl player and yeah. there's just so many different pieces and parts to that secondary that they're giving some receivers headaches and uh, that's what you want from a defense so um, I think they're excited about the challenge of going up against the Broncos and I'm looking forward to watching the whole thing unfold on Sunday yeah me too Amy well really appreciate your insight on this matchup you know I want to switch gears just for a little bit as many of my listeners know here on the snap one of my main goals is to highlight women's impact in and around the NFL so just want to dive into your career for a little bit you know, for some of my listeners who might not know, Amy, what does your role with the Titans really entail? So my role with the Tennessee Titans has evolved 
pretty substantially in my time here. Um, I started off just kind of as a game day and throughout the week reporter doing practice reports and things like that. But since then, um, it's expanded to include some podcasts. So I'm the co-host of the official Titans podcast, uh, better known as the OTP, and also the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. Um, I'm also on a couple of our radio programs, Titans Tonight with Keith Bullock is a weekly radio show. Um, and then I'm the co-host of our pregame show, Titans Countdown, right before the games. And then I've been fortunate enough to do some of our TV shows, Titans All Access. I'm a co-host of that program. I have a segment on the Mike Vrabel show every week and also be the sideline reporter for the team. So I am all over the place all the time. Um, I get to be involved in a lot of different things, and a lot of different stories, which is really, really fun. And I get to work in a lot of different mediums. And as a reporter, you know that every different medium, whether it's a podcast or a radio show or a TV program, they all kind of flex different muscles of your brain. So I'm very um, lucky to be able to use different parts of my brain throughout the week and never really get stale in anything, fingers crossed, and um, just kind of always be working and evolving and changing and trying new things. So um, I'm all over the place all the time, but we have a lot of fun here. Yeah. What do you think's maybe been your favorite part of your role and then maybe the most challenging part of it as well? Oh gosh, my, uh, the most challenging part is keeping everything straight in my brain. Um, <laughs> I and stay- understand. <laughs> and staying awake. Um, we, uh, we are, we're grinding here and we've got a lot of stuff going on all the time, like every NFL team does. And, um, we t- when we talk about the season, it's really a marathon, not a sprint. So you're sprinting throughout the week, but you have to be able to maintain that level of intensity and that endurance throughout 17 weeks of a football season, plus whatever postseason stuff you have. So, I, I mean, it's managing the chaos and making sure that you are able to keep it all straight and kind of stay sharp in no matter what situation is thrown at you. Um, and so that has, that's continually a challenge. Um, and this year specifically has, has been a, a lot there. There's a lot of stuff rolling in my brain and uh, just keeping everything straight is really hard, but it's also the best part of the job is that we're always doing something new and we're always trying new things and no two weeks are exactly the same. And that is so much fun that you constantly have new challenges and you constantly have new storylines and new things to talk about. And uh, being with a team that's having so much success recently, when when I first started here, we were not having a lot of success. Um, it has been very fun to cover this team and tell these stories and have the fans and the people who are consuming the products that we're trying to give to them and consuming the stories that we're telling, um, be just as excited about this team as we are. Um, that makes everything a lot more fun. And so the, the chaos that makes it the hardest part of my job is also what makes it the best part of my job. Yeah. I love it. Managing the chaos. That's a good way to put it. I mean, can you kind of walk me through this path that you took to kind of get to where you are today? Oh gosh. Um, so I started in college. I knew I wanted to do something with sports. Um, I, I decided what school I wanted to go to based on sports, like sports have always been a part of my life. And so, 
Um, when I was in school, I worked with the football team. I went to the University of Missouri and I worked with their football team there, um, logging film for our uh, coaching staff. There are some people who have very like glamorous, fun jobs with football teams. I don't know how I got like flipping <laughs> envelopes and logging tape in a room by myself in the back, but like that's what I did. Um, and then I went into broadcast journalism and kind of learned about what that could mean for me and how all of that could come together. Um, and then I decided I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to be a sports reporter. And I switched to communications and started looking more into the SID, sports information director, PR kind of route. And so when I got out of school, I was fortunate enough to land a PR job with the Baltimore Ravens. And so I was there for a year. Um made a lot of friends, had so much fun and learned so much that I don't think it's possible to learn more in a like nine month period as a human being than I did. It was incredible. Um, and so I went from there to the Indianapolis Colts, having the same experience in the, uh, working with the PR staff and then ended up getting this job in Tennessee and was excited to keep doing PR stuff. And they were like, oh, well, there's some broadcast stuff too. So like, well, yeah, I can do that. I did some of it in college. Sure. And uh, it's stuck. And I've been here for 10 seasons now. So I think, uh, I think Nashville is, is my place. And I've learned a tremendous amount about being a broadcaster and what that really means outside of the confines of like a college class. Right. <laughs> um, what that actually means. And I just, I love that I'm constantly able to tell stories. That's ultimately what we all like when we want to work with sports is we want to tell the story of the people that we get to see and we get to know and um, of the team as a whole. So being able to do that, whether it's writing a press release or shooting a podcast, I'm down. I just want to tell the stories. I agree. Storytelling is definitely the best part of the job. Amy, last one before you go here, you know, I like to end these episodes just inspiring the younger generation. So what's one piece of advice you'd give someone looking to get into the industry, no matter really what area of it they want to work in? I think the biggest piece of advice I could give is um, really to take advantage of opportunities. You'll find opportunities, even if they aren't exactly what you think you want to do, if it gets you even within the right zip code of what you think you want to do, take the opportunity because there's always a person you can meet or a thing you can do. Or, I mean, there's always something there that you can latch onto and you never know where that will take you. Um, I, I tell the story that when I was in uh, Baltimore, I did a lot of things wrong. I made a lot of mistakes. And um, one of the jobs that was assigned to me, because you basically can't screw it up, is sharpening pencils um, <laughs> for team meetings so that they always had sharp pencils. And I, I knew that this was because everything I touched turned to dust and so I had to be given something that was foolproof, but I did a really good job of sharpening pencils. I can sharpen a pencil now. <laughs> and, you know, people noticed as weird as it is, it was noticed that my pencils were always there. They were the pointiest ones. And I, I mean, it was something that I took seriously and really could have blown it off. Right. And that effort was noticed and it led to good recommendations later down the line. And it, it's crazy how one silly thing like that can turn into 
what has now been a 12, almost 13 year career in the National Football League. So it's just getting in the places where you can show what you can do and really take advantage of opportunities. Um, But you just got to get yourself close in some sort of close proximity and then make sure you take advantage of the moment. Got to get your foot in the door. I love it. Great advice, Amy. Well, Amy, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. It was a pleasure getting to chat with you about the matchup in your career and look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Sydney. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks again to Amy Wells for joining me. I hope you guys meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next week for another episode. I'll see you all then.